Hey guys, today we are going to be helping you answer the question, which is how do I know if my product is actually validated or not? So in this live training, we're going to go through what it means to have a validated product. What are some things to consider and actually what does our system look like step-by-step step to help people validate products? This is the Launch and Scale podcast, the home of some of the best e-commerce advice on the internet today. Whether you're launching your first product or scaling your existing storefront, we include conversations from industry experts, best practices, and practical tips to help you run a profitable e-commerce brand online today. I'm your host, Kirsten, and my mission is to create 100 seven-figure brands by 2027. If you're going to be one of them, be sure to subscribe and not miss another episode. By the way, for more resources and information on how to work with us, go to launchandscale.co. Remember, that's .co, not .com. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. So if you're not sure if you're in the right spot, um, when we help brands validate products, this is typically who we find that this information is really relevant to. Number one, the obvious, you're a first time product creator and you wanna make sure that you have a winning product before you sink money into inventory, right? So one thing is gonna to be to help de-risk the process. Number two is going to be for brands that have maybe got, uh, brands or Amazon sellers that have already taken their sales to like seven figures, but the profitability is not great and they wanna be able to really understand a few things such as who is their actual customer, um, is the price point optimized? And are they speaking to the customer as in communicating their message in a way that gets them to actually like open their wallets and say yes. So it's gonna be number two is for like optimizing what you have already. And the third one is for, you know, Shopify sellers or someone selling on their own website that's not getting the traction that you are happy with right now. And you wanna kind of go back to basics and see if there's something you've missed. So the information today while we're starting the conversation with how do I validate my product, that's gonna help you answer, number one, is there demand for my product? But the information that you're gonna be able to apply from going through this training today is gonna to help answer a few critical things. So if you're on our email list, you would have seen an email that I wrote yesterday um, titled, The Three Reasons That Brands Don't Get the Traction They're Looking For in the Beginning. And these are some of the tertiary benefits or second, well, secondary benefits you're gonna get by answering that question and going through an actual validation test like we're showing you today, where not only are you gonna get clear with like, A, is my product viable? Does it have that product market fit? Is it a product that I should be pursuing, should be buying inventory for? But it helps you get really clear on things such as, who am I really selling to? Like, who is my core customer? What am I really selling? because it's not your product, and that'll make sense as you go through this training. And number three, am I communicating my product message in a way that's going to get people to say yes and open their wallets? Validation is a really complicated subject because how do you know for sure when a product is validated? Because validation goes way past, do I have a cool product? Or does my product serve a big enough need to get people to say yes? It goes beyond that. It goes, do I have a scalable model? Do I have a viable business? Do I have something that I can realistically scale to the point of a business that I want to be happy and successful with? So validation is not a like 
a quick yes or no, but the process of validation is about answering those core questions that are going to help you actually scale your brand and get to the point where you have a scalable model. And a scalable model really means that you, your product or your product line and the need that you're helping solve in this world is big enough and has large enough market demand to be able to build the business of the size that you're looking for to serve your goals. Okay. That's really what product validation is. So few things we today are um, going to go into understanding what validation is a little bit more. What are the things we have to get clear on and how do we actually do that in a way? So I'm going to be showing you our internal model today for how we validate products so that you can go away and do this on your own or you can get our help depending on what you want. So first thing I'd love to do is we've covered a lot so far. So let me know in the comments, what are you here to get clarity on? Is that who is my customer? Is there really demand for my product? Maybe you're not convinced in your, your messaging, or maybe you're just a struggling seller that you just want to go back to basics and see like what you need to clean up in your messaging. Okay. So let me know in the comments. I'm going to drink my coffee and let's continue. So uh, first thing is, uh, in case I fumble today, please know that this is a live event, so there's no editing happening, and I'm also not feeling 100%. Uh, so just bear with me if I do fumble or whatever and have some patience, but I think I'm feeling pretty good, so let's go. Okay, so I learned the that validation isn't as cut and dry as, is my product viable? Is my product going to sell? with my very first product launch. So my very first launch back in 2015 was with a weight loss product. And in the beginning, we made all the classic mistakes when we took that product to a crowdfunding campaign. We went to Indiegogo with it and that very first product launch failed completely. We only raised 30% of what we wanted. And anyone that knows that, you know, if you only raise $18,000 out of a $50,000 goal, there's like, not enough money there to actually bring the product to market. So we had this product that all rights failed. And on the outside, we're like, oh, does this failure mean our product is not going to sell? Does it mean we have to like scrap it and try something new? Um, so we actually dug in to try to figure out like what went wrong with the launch. Turns out it was inexperience and not understanding our customer. When we went back and we tried the launch again, actually focusing on some of the core things that we go through today, which is like, what are we really selling? Is our message really resonating? We ended up repositioning the product and relaunching the product a second time a few months later. And we went from a $17,000 failure to one that raised over $600,000 in 30 days with 4,900 customers. And that shift for me was it was the moment that I realized that val product validation is not about, again, is my product going to succeed or not? Is this a winning product? Because had we given up on the product or taken it at face value on that first launch that, oh, this product failed, people don't want it, we actually would have given up and you know wouldn't have pursued something. So when we realized that our product actually was validated, but we were just communicating to the wrong people in the wrong way, 
everything shifted and that's where we got those viral success and that like literal overnight overnight success and change from like that $17,000 failure to one that did 600,000 um, within six months of each other. So number one, if you have not been seeing the, um, the traction that you're looking for with your product, if you're already trying to sell it, it does not mean that you have a bad product. It actually might mean that you haven't quite figured out who your core customer is, the ideal price point or how to properly communicate that. So that is the power of really understanding um, product validation at a more granular level than just asking, is this product going to succeed or fail? Because very likely you've got a winning product, but my goal today is to help you make sure that you don't accidentally give up on the wrong product just because we didn't dial in these few things, okay? So that's like probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned with product um, and e-commerce early, early on. Okay, I'm gonna look at my notes and go from there. So let's go through a few things. Uh, so number one is, lesson number one is that just because you're not seeing traction with your product right now does not mean it's a failure, okay? It means you've gotta get more granular. Number two, what does validation actually mean? So validation, does not mean that you take your product to your mom and say, mom, what do you think? Tell me honestly, is this a good idea? And she's gonna say, oh, sweetie, I love you no matter what. Of course it's a great idea. That's not product validation. If you take a guitar amplifier to a group, a new guitar amplifier to a group of guitar players like Chris did when he launched Jamstack, these guitar players who saw this new product, Jamstack, that he was bringing, that Chris was bringing to market, and they're like, whoa, dude, what is that? That's really, really cool. You're getting closer to product-like validation because you now have taken your specific product to a specific group of people that you know are interested in that sort of thing, and if they like light up a little bit, you know you're onto something, but that's still not product validation. Real product validation is when you get people to vote with their wallets. What that means is that you want to actually sell your product or get buy-in financially from people to prove that they're serious about participating in your product, okay? So that's the level of validation that we need to be looking for. And that's why we wanna be getting people to vote with their wallets. So understanding true validation is not just a, yeah, bro, that's awesome. It's like, no, hey, here's my 20% deposit, or I'm pre-ordering your product, or I'm reserving your product from the market that you think will benefit and want your product. So like, for example, with Chris, we wanna get actual pre-orders from guitar players who are pre-ordering the product. That is a level of validation that we are looking for. And it's a trap that a lot of people get into to like not understand like, what is real validation? So um, verbal is not enough. We want get, like people vote with their wallet. So we're, the, our system, I told you I'd be fumbling a little bit today. Our system for validation has to validate past the point of just getting someone to sign onto your email list, but actually ask them to open their wallet, okay? So that is the system we're looking at today. 
If you, by the way, um, have any questions throughout this process or you're watching the replay of this live video, please put them below to, for me to stay on point, I'm not monitoring questions, but I will absolutely get back to you either after, after the live video or um, when you're watching the replay, okay? Because uh, we get some really great questions that come in for something like this. Okay, so I'm gonna share my screen and look over this way. So let's do that. What I wanna show you is an example of a product validation funnel, okay? So we did this validation for, we've done it for several products, but one I wanna show you is a coffee maker that we're launching soon on Kickstarter. With this, one thing I do wanna say before we get lost in it, um, take all the screenshots you want if you wanna be able to replicate this yourself, okay? So do that, take some notes. Um, I'm gonna be showing you the funnel and walking through some things to like note um, for making sure that we see like why it's built a certain way and what, what we're doing around that. Um, but note that who this product works for, um, this validation funnel is going to work for any D to C product. So any product that is a direct to consumer. So we've done this test in multiple niches from footwear to fitness to expensive tech to baby products all over the place, okay? So let's go into this. Let me see if I can share my screen. Share my screen. I wanna share my entire screen. Is this going to work? Okay, I think, I think this works. Let me just double check. Haha, -ha, it works. Okay, awesome. So meet the beginning of the product validation funnel. This is a 20,000 foot view of what this looks like. So we, this is our phase one market validation test. We have a couple ways to do this. This is an example of one of our in-house validation services um, where we designed a professional landing page around the product and we use we get traffic and people to come to this website using a mix of organic and paid methods to rapidly test a product. And this, um, when we do it, takes about six, seven weeks total from designing the landing page to driving traffic to it, to analyzing the results and then coming to a conclusion. So I'm gonna be showing you like um, step by step what this looks like, okay? And then what kind of numbers we look for and then what some of the numbers mean, okay? So this is an example of a coffee machine that we're bringing to Kickstarter. We did the phase one test to validate a few things. Taking a product to Kickstarter, if you followed any of my recent videos, you'll know is not for the faint of heart. You'll know that it's expensive. You'll know that there's a lot of competition. So before a company wants to invest the money into going to Kickstarter, we do a phase one market test to make sure that like, the metrics we see are really good so that essentially we'll be able to predict how well this project will do and use this as a decision tool to see if a company should go to Kickstarter or a company should launch on their own website or maybe even realize that the product's not viable to begin with. This is an example of this is definitely a yes to Kickstarter. So we did a, um, a product validation uh, test with them over six or seven weeks. So here's what the funnel looks like. 
The product is Javastar. It's a coffee maker. In the header above the fold, what we're doing is we are positioning the product with like what it is, who it's for, and what's the action we want them to take. And the next step is reserve my discount of 15% off. So on the landing page, we're asking people to opt in to join our waitlist to learn more about the product, get the 15% discount, and get notified when we're live. This is the first point of validation where we wanna see, hey, how interested are people in just learning more? I hit the microphone, sorry, in just learning more. So they sign up for our waitlist, okay? And I'll show you what happens on the next step, but this is where most um, product launches will kind of stop at the landing page. But I'm gonna be showing you the second level of validation that actually seals the deal and massively increases your launch results. So we have the Javastar, okay? But then we have an entire website for, because like about 60% of your traffic will just kind of stay here, but then some people wanna learn a little bit more, so we create a full landing page about what the process is, some social proof, a little bit more about some of the features and benefits, etc., etc., etc. okay? So we have this professionally designed landing page. And then when someone joins the wait list, this next step is the key to this validation test. So here's where on the next page, so after somebody signs up and presses submit my information, they're now added to our wait list, but on the next page in the funnel, they are brought to this VIP upgrade page. So going VIP means that they're able to unlock an extra discount or extra perks on the product by upgrading for a dollar. So just in case you can't see that, you can see here like, hey wait, save an additional 20% off when you reserve your VIP discount today. So to receive this offer, place a $1 deposit below and you're confirmed for this with an MSRP of $1.99. So there's a few things we're doing here. We are seeing we're essentially doing a one-time offer and then based on the percentage of people, which I'll share with you in a sec, based on the percentage of people that upgrade to $1, we're gonna be able to understand if the price point is what's expected, how serious people are, and then we're gonna be able to understand the demographics of our VIPs to better understand who is our actual customer, okay? So there's a, a lot of things here. This VIP $1 transaction is going to be the thing that validates the product. But even when we go past phase one and we start building up toward a launch um, on Kickstarter, Shopify, et cetera, having that $1 VIP program is going to increase the likelihood of someone pledging by, um, by 30 to 40%. Because what we're doing here is we're getting them bought into the process by upgrading to VIP, they're more committed. So this $1 deposit is what we call a micro-commitment. So someone who has pledged a micro-commitment is 30 to 40% more likely to actually pledge the project, okay? And, and like pre-order the, the item. So having this funnel not only in one sense validates, but it also commits and massively increases the pre-orders that you get from your pre-launch list, okay? So that's what that looks like. Um, a few things that we look for is here. 
come on. Okay, so after I show that, um, the biggest question I get is, okay, but from that one little test, how do you know that a product's gonna be successful? What are some of the KPIs or the key health indicators that we look for to help us assess whether it's a pass or a fail? So our goal with a um, validation test like this is twofold. Number one, sometimes people do it because they wanna know just really like, should I bother with this product? Is it going to, if it, is it gonna sell if I take it to launch, right? Number one. But number two, we use this test to get more granular to understand who our customer is, is the price point something that people are gonna be like buying? Um, what is the cost of going to market? Because like another cool thing we can take from, or what we took from say Javastar when we started ramping them up for Kickstarter is based on a few of the metrics, we were then able to forecast a predictable marketing budget that they would need more accurate to actually go to Kickstarter. Okay, because when we, when we build marketing budgets for Kickstarter, it's based on hypothetical market averages. But when you have actual data of how much it actually costs you for one email address, how much one VIP costs you, and who your core customer demographics are, you're gonna better be able to predict the viability of going to Kickstarter for you and what exactly that looks like. So there's so much power in these numbers um, when you know and understand how to read them. So first off, what are the key health metrics that we look for? Um, anyone who's done paid advertising, it, you can get lost in Facebook or Meta's business manager because there are like dozens of numbers that some are meaningful, some meaningless, but the four main ones that we look for for benchmarks to understand whether this is a viable product or not comes down to number one, cost per lead. So cost per lead, we look at under 325 an email. So if you're like, wow, that seems really expensive, know that this is just preliminary testing and when you go to take this past market validation to ramp things up for launch your cost per lead is going to drop because the more data you have the more optimization you have and the lower your cost per lead goes expect that to get to like 2 225 but in the beginning we need to see 325 or less us so what does that mean that means that from people that we bring off paid and social media, we want to see of the people that land on this page and give an email that the average cost of an email is 325 or less. Okay. That shows a good resonance between the message and the expectation in the audience. Okay. I have so many tabs. Come on. Number two, landing page conversion rate above 18%. So what this means is for every 100 people that come to this page, for us to know that the messaging on this page and the way we've presented the product resonates, we wanna see 18 people or more give us their email address. That's what 18% means, okay? Number, metric number three is that VIP micro-commitment conversion above 6%. Okay, so what this means is that of everyone that joins your waitlist on page one on the landing page and lands on this page, we wanna see at least 6% of people 
upgrade to a dollar. So this means that for every 100 emails you collect, we wanna see at least six or seven $1 transactions to know that our offer is attractive enough, okay? So that is what we look for. Um, anything less than that, like just say we got a VIP conversion rate of like 1% or less, it could show that either the bribe isn't good enough it can show that your MSRP is like way off what was expected. Like what if, for example, this coffee maker, which you go in um, with the perceived idea that maybe it's gonna be a couple hundred dollars, but what if the MSRP was like $2,000? That's one way to know that, whoa, that's way, way, way off. So we can dig into that to help isolate some problems, potential problems in the launch or um, you know, uh, not lining up with expectations of, of a customer. So there are some things we can do in that to really dig into like potential problems during this test. And the last metric we look for is email open rate. So what happens after someone joins our waitlist is they're now on our email list. And what happens on the back end of the emails is they get one immediately that says like, hey, thank you, you've been confirmed. Um, and then they get onto our weekly email broadcast. We wanna see when someone first opts in to, and like joins our wait list, we wanna see that first couple of emails within the first week that at least 30% of people are opening it. If not, then that means either your emails are not getting delivered or um, you're not getting qualified traffic to come to this, which is which is a whole other thing. Typically, the uh, the numbers that we struggle with the most, email open rate is like usually always above thirty percent because we are dealing qualified traffic to your landing page. So the ones that we usually need to massage and work hard in a two to three week period to get up are going to be something like the landing page may not be converting right away. We need to improve that through split testing or maybe our cost per lead in the first week is like $18. We need to bring that down and that's what we do through this test, okay? So those are some of the key health metrics that we look for. And I wanna show you an example of what we do with some of that information. First, I'm going to take this. I uh, randomly came across this dandelion root coffee, which sounds disgusting, but it was quite good at a trade show this weekend. And I was looking for like a good decaf coffee alternative. Um, I've been very impressed with Nummy. Um, nummy, anyway. Whew. Okay. Let's go. Anyone else play Mary Party? No, just me? Okay, great. Okay. Going into this, back to why we are here, um, I want to show you an example of what this looks like. We did this product validation test for a footwear product about 18 months ago, and they came to us from referral, and when I saw the product, I was like, man, it's definitely going to sell. It's, it's an insole that helps people um, essentially be able to be active without knee pain and it was like a, a team of doctors that had researched and developed a really solid product and so it had all the like the check boxes of this is a product that's definitely going to work but this product is something that going into this validation test we're like oh I think it's an older demographic like I think this is not the Kickstarter demographic but this client came to us 
wanting to go to Kickstarter. So I was like, look, here's what we can do. We can run the six week uh, phase one market test and we can assess who's actually interested in this product and who actually upgrades to VIP. Um, and from that data, we can look at the demographics and see if it fits Kickstarter's demographics, then Kickstarter might be a viable model for you. But very likely, this is an older skewed demographic, meaning you are better off launching on your own website. So we did that and at the end of phase one, we ended up like launching this product and having a 10K first month on their website, et cetera, all good things. Um, but there were a few things that we went into. We, during our test, we give a breakdown of like, okay, who did we target? And who was our best performing audience? So let me just make sure this is big. Um, based on this, so when we run paid ads, we were doing it through Meta, so Facebook and Instagram. And from $2,000 in ad spend, so we can actually see like overall, um, $2,000 spent on ad spend, average click-through rate, 4%. This is quite good. Cost per lead was $2.00. Landing page conversion rate was way above that 18% and our VIP conversion rate was actually pretty low. Um, but you know, that was okay. Um, we looked because the big question that the, this team wanted to answer was not, is this a viable product? Because they had already like, they had 900 units in their warehouse. They were already on inventory order number two, like they were committed. So they didn't care really about whether this is a viable product because they knew from all the, the market studies and the testing that they did that this was a good product. But the answer that the, the question they needed an answer to was who are, who's my demographic? What is my customer and where should we launch our product? So they cared more about the audiences and the interest around those audiences. So this is who we targeted, uh, tennis, general sport, arthritis and retirement, running, pickleball, fishing, golf, nursing, etc. From these numbers and how those, um, how people like upgraded plus or cost per lead, we were able to assess our best performing audiences so that we knew that like, man, our messaging, we really need to go hard on the tennis interest and fishing because for this product, this group, these two groups um, resonate the most with the product. And then the information that really mattered um, for us to know where to launch the product was this age and gender distribution chart. So we saw right away that the, the best performing group was women ages 45 to 54, but actually like their two best groups were 45 and 65 plus. Right away, looking at these numbers, I knew that this was not a, a fit for Kickstarter because to go to Kickstarter, your product has to really fit the Kickstarter demographic now to have any shot of going viral and getting traction on the website. So right away we knew that like the Kickstarter demographic is actually closer to like that 30, 35. And because this product solved a very specific niche product, it was not a fit for Kickstarter and the data confirmed that. So this is some of the um, information that you can get when facilitating a market test like this, that you can take this information to investors to say like, hey, we proved demand for the product. Now we need X amount of dollars to bring it to market. That's one use for this. We can look at the data to confirm where you should be launching your product. Look at the data and confirm if there's a big enough market for your product, who your customer is. Um, 
like it does the messaging resonate etc 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 by having a framework to properly validate your product you can answer some of your most impressing impressive questions and drastically improve your profitability because when you know where to actually focus your marketing efforts and your message that's how you have successful launches and that's how you successfully scale so when you go through a market validation test like this where you really look at the data there are a lot of uses you can take with this unfortunately though so many brands even when they're at like seven six seven figures don't go through this and don't really get granular about who their customer is and think about how much money is on the table so if you're struggling with profit with fixing a broken website with making sure that you've got a great product Test like this can make all the difference. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your mobile device. And for more resources and information on how you can launch and scale your e-commerce business online, be sure to go to launchandscale.co. And we've also got a ton of free actionable content available on TikTok and YouTube. Just be sure to go to either platform, search for Kirsten, my name, K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. Apart from that, we'll see you in the next episode.